0: Jennifer, how are you?
1: I am fabulous. How are you doing? Okay. I'm... I said it's. A, you're great today. I
0: Isn't am great, great today. <laughs> well, look where we are. I can't believe we're all the way in London and you're all the way in Manhattan Beach and we're global.
1: Yep, I wear boas to work every day.
0: <laughs> and I wear these neck scarves everywhere to hide 15 chins that are under there.
1: It is my um, holiday scarf. It's
0: lovely, and I, you know, and it goes with goes with the razor blades around your neck.
1: What so, isn't that? I see, I
0: love that. I know you'd like. Yeah, we can see them. You know, in case you need to chop up vegetables.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, like some coconut vegetables.
0: <laughs> Very good. Um, I now it's weird because I know I just saw you last week, but it does feel like it's been a while, doesn't it?
1: Yes, and. How spectacular was it? You spoke to my friend Michelle afterwards. How crazy was that? I,
0: I completely forgot about that. You're right. That was so crazy on live on the air. She texted, "Were you guys talking to Chuck Yeager?" Like, how could she know that?
1: She couldn't because we've never discussed him. You know that I didn't even know his. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, so. he was,
0: you were what? like, "Did he's showing me something to do with the sound barrier?" Like, yeah, he's the guy. But no, I mean. That, that was a fascinating thing also i remember at some point he was showing you um like blueprints for yeah. i think airplanes and stuff and you know it was that's what he had to they had to figure that out they had to figure out how to get a plane inside another plane and they took it up in a bomber and then they dropped him off that plane he's into this little you know small plane and mm-hmm. then that thing takes off and goes faster than the speed of sound and everybody thought I just thought it was an interesting quote. Everybody thought, you know, the, the world was going to end or the plane would explode or something, but it's just, when you go that fast, nothing happens. And he said, it was like no. a knife going into butter and like, what's the big deal? What, what was the big deal anyway?
1: So cool though. That was such a great experience.
0: Really was. Yeah. And uh, have you ever gone faster than the speed of sound? I mean, in a plane as opposed to on Earth. No. No, I did. um, I'm flying to France or to Cannes actually for the film festival. I took one of those SSTs. Oh, nice. You know, yeah, but and I, I do not like heights, and so I'm. I was sitting right in front of the uh, whatever it's called. You know, the height. You know, Mm -hmm. as we're going up miles and miles. You know, you're sixty thousand feet something. So you're twice as high as planes. You know, when you look out the window, the little tiny plane. Anyway, when we hit Mach 1, the whole plane went like this, like sideways. Whoa. And, you know, my brain went, ah, this is it. (laughs) And then I discovered if you drink vodka while you're flying, you don't know you're flying. Anyways. Um, Hello to our class and everybody tuning in. We love you guys. We appreciate you tuning in, even though we don't sound like we do sometimes. Me, uh, Jennifer does. And we certainly appreciate you guys checking in with us and seeing what's up on the flip side. So yes. speaking, of, speaking of Luana, our friend, to you know explain to people who are tuning in for the hundredth time, Luana Anders, my dear friend who passed away in 1996, started showing up, visiting me, and then eventually led me into this research, which led me eventually to Jennifer and now helps us um, sort of orchestrate this class. On the flip side, she was an actress. She had been in 300 TV shows and over 30 feature films. And so she knew a lot of people. And through her, I met a lot of people. But now I'm meeting, we're meeting even more people because.
1: So, so just yeah. to let, sorry to interrupt you because now I'm you interrupting you. Thank uh, you. Elvis popped in and I was asking a question. He put you in my mind's eye. So I'm not even sure. I'm just letting you know he popped in.
0: Um, okay. All right. Well, may I just I asked Luana who's gonna be visiting us today? And she said, a surprise guest. Because I asked, you know, the night before. I go, oh, who's coming in? She said it's a surprise. So Lou, is that our surprise?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Because I know I'm not thinking of them.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, uh let right. well let's ask Lou. You want to give us a thumbs up or thumbs down, or you have other guests lined up for us?
1: all of the above but they're showing me some he's showing me something and as well as your son
0: my son's on this side but he's a musician so
1: he's a musician he says he needs to crank up the speed with a piano like um to not be afraid of doing that
0: crank up the speed or crank up the volume
1: the speed so how like doing it really you know how um elvis would play elvis played the piano correct i don't
0: know okay it's all right it uh, doesn't matter well it shows that you haven't planned and we haven't planned this that's fine elvis mostly would play guitar but and he may have played the piano i just don't i'm not aware of him playing but
1: they played i just saw him i just saw the piano being played i saw it just doing it somebody doing it really really fast okay so that's
0: well all right and me the musician dude you know, we can break that down. Mom was the concert pianist. Right. And so playing fast can also mean learning fast or playing more or playing louder or getting outside yourself and doing performing in front of people. But does he literally mean he needs to play faster? Because he can play pretty fast.
1: He needs to not be afraid of playing different, differently or different notes. Okay.
0: That's a great, note for any musician just by the way which is don't be afraid of your instrument also to perform in front of other people um uh, he you know he really has an uncanny ability to listen to let's say a hans zimmer piece and then play it and those are very complicated many notes and uh right now he's playing uh last of us tunes from the video game he has learned those and is playing those on the guitar and on the piano so it's fun fun to watch i mean where'd you learn that (laughs) that kind of question all right so lou lou back to you my dear we need your guidance and direction is elvis our surprise guest or do you have somebody else in mind
1: i feel like they're saying she's saying that she put a thought in your head last night Surprise guest!
0: I asked her, I said, who's coming? She said, it's a surprise. But But she didn't give me a person. I mean, I I took her at her word.
1: Something in your dream state, though. She said she gave you something or you had, I don't know if you remember your dream, which I don't think you did. But she said she gave you something. You went on a little adventure in your dream. And I actually called Mr. Toad's Ride, which is really funny.
0: Mr. Toad's Ride, what's that?
1: It's it, right at Disneyland.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Well, I can tell you a
0: few nights ago I had it and let's find a we'll little clarify if this is what she's talking about. I did have a conversation with somebody. I don't know who it was, but the conversation was about process, which we talk about here sometimes the process of explaining what's going on and then people learning it. And, And I kept getting this message and it went throughout the entire night, but the message was something like watching somebody dance, watching a performance. And I was trying to figure out, well, why is somebody showing me this person dancing over and over? I don't get it. And then by the time Dawn showed up, I realized they were talking or trying to show me how us talking about the flip side, Uh helps people to access the flip side helps them to realize that they can access the flip side and it's related to that concept of the hundredth monkey which science has proven not to be an accurate description of what happens but the idea is is that is that one monkey learns how to use a tool uh, leaves out and you know turn it into something to gather water and then all the monkeys seem to learn it simultaneously across the planet so so that's some, a phenomenon that people have talked about, but it relates to this in that when Jennifer opens herself up to, to seeing images and hearing sounds and then trying to explain what that might be, and people are following along with us trying to figure out what that might be, they're learning that process of how to take imagery and sound and translate it into communication which is what they're doing on the flip side, telepathically speaking to us. So I'll give you an example. Philip Glass, the great musical composer, Mm -hmm. said that there were pieces that were almost impossible to play for uh, pianists, piano players. Rachmaninoff, for example, the third symphony, almost impossible. But once somebody mastered it, then simultaneously it's as if it went out like a wave. My wife was a was an ice skater,
1: and That's she. what I just thought, said. I'm like ice skating.
0: Ice skating. What Same. made you say that?
1: I don't know. I okay. just saw people twirl, like you know, with one person set, you know, does a triple axel, then another, then else, and everybody's able to do that it.
0: That was the example I was going to give, but it's okay. my wife who used to, you know, ice skate back in Utah she was talking about how those triple axles, those, you know, that people couldn't do once people started doing it and then you could see people doing it, then you learned how to do it. It's like a, you know, beyond mechanics, you just understand how it's done. So that's what the message was. And awesome. so Lou, was that what you're referring to this person who is here today? Is that the message you put in my mind or is it something else?
1: It was one of three messages she says. Okay. She says it's you have to be open to like for instance, from what I'm feeling, what I'm getting, and this is what they're trying to to, to convey, people think that, you know, I yes, I can hear voices. I don't go around saying that I can hear voices because that'd be a little weird. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, because of course they would say, um, if someone trying to hurt you, <laughs> they'll go through the process of that. It's not something you hear outside of yourself. So we are teaching them. It's not, people are still relating it to a tangible physical phenomenon.
0: Airwaves moving, which creates sound, but it's Correct. more in the head.
1: Correct. It's, they're projecting their thoughts. And so people have to get up. People have to have a different way of, you know, they just showed me the three monkeys, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And when you, whenever you have your own guidance, one of the biggest questions people ask is, well, how do you know it's your higher self? Or how do you know who's giving it to you? I'm like, I have never had someone who is evil or bad giving me information that helps people. <laughs> like there's nobody that comes in, like that just can't happen because of the frequency that people are on. It just doesn't happen. Um, so you, once you get over that fear of, where it's coming from that allows you to take it a step further which is so your awareness keeps going in these like little stages where it goes it just keeps going more and more and expanding so that way there's more that can be given to you right mm-hmm. so if you don't have a judgment because a lot of people are like well i don't see it i don't see it it doesn't matter it's very rare for people to actually physically see things but it will be it actually will be more known I think over the next five years that everybody's going to understand that and see it. Like I've seen spirits since I was little. A lot of people don't physically see it outside of themselves here in this world, but they can see it in their mind. They'll sh- shoot them pictures. Like, and that's why they showed me Elvis. Cause I did have a question like, well, how come it's so easy for you to connect to your class? I'm like, cause I know what Elvis looks like. I don't know what your dead grandmother looks like, or I don't know what your, which they're not dead, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what you're like I have to figure that stuff out right yeah
0: so it's easier it's as a reference point it's much easier you can much see easier. yeah
1: and so, then I even go
0: ahead go ahead no I'm sorry
1: no and then, then I even ask him like are you showing me is this is this Elvis or are you showing me all this but they it they always tell me it is like this is me
0: well, that's what I was going to ask. Is that Elvis as a metaphor to talk about this, about the process of understanding, or does he actually want to say something to us? And of course, he's welcome to chat if he wants.
1: It has to do with your son, I keep getting RJ.
0: Okay, but because the audience and Elvis, uh, you know, I appreciate that.
1: And it's a lesson, it's a lesson too.
0: Yeah, that that is, but but let's, let's break this down a little bit. And, and Lou, if you can facilitate this for us, Elvis, take a seat. And what would you like to say, now, aside from my son, let's just talk to your audience, people, millions of people. Somebody was talking about you yesterday. I, I overheard somebody say that, and they said, it's Elvis. <laughs> you know, everybody in the world knows who that is. So what would you like to say to those people who are aware of you? that love your music, that their emotions are tied to you and tied to your
1: music? They need to make their own music. Everybody has their own record album. It was very interesting. He just showed me, you know how if you hit, if you scan, which is actually um, a lot of LA restaurants when um, they had outside service, instead of touching a a, uh, menu, you scan it, right? The little code, the QR code. Yeah, they said that everybody—that's everybody. Everybody has like a QR code, and they—they they actually made it as an album. So your album, make, make your own music. Make take the good parts that you like, the melodies that you like, but make your own music and make your number, make your album number one. To, you know, have fun with it. Um, you know, and they're reminding me some of it, like some of the best songs were made because of chaos or heartbreaks or breakups. That's still it'll still be a number one album even though you went through chaos to get there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. That your album of who you are. And right. I, you know, it, I, because you know, some people might take it like, well, I'm not a musician. I don't really know how to create music that way. I, I'm but, not
1: either.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I understand. So as a metaphor, what is a song? Right. What, how right. do we create songs? And songs come from a variety of places. Heartache is one. Mm-hmm. memory memory a remembering something that occurred or existed or happened to you or to get it beyond something to to try to put it in words so that it you can then find a way beyond it those are all artistic ways of telling a story in your life your journey your path the album that is you or the cd or the mp3 that is who you are that's your album that's what you've created, and. Based on the research, before you even came to the planet, you started thinking about, well, what do I want to do in my next album? What do I want to learn? And you might have added, I need some heartache. I need some heartbreak. I need some.
1: And you need people to help you.
0: And you you need need thousands of people to help you.
1: Thousands of people to make that happen.
0: So when you look at a track, Elvis, when you're thinking about a track, I mean, when we listen to you, we think of, you know, a time and a space and you and how you looked, et cetera, et cetera. But when you listen to a track, do you think of all the people who worked on the track with you?
1: He thinks of the guy who fed him during the track.
0: You, know? <laughs> you mean like lunch?
1: Like lunch. <laughs> he thinks of the restroom, he says. He thinks of everything. The People that clean it. He he, he says it's infinite. It's if you think about how infinite it is, because who brought that person to the world and who brought that person to the world? He goes, it's infinite. So, to make your record, it's infinite.
0: So Love Me Tender, that's one that's right off the top of my head, or Hound Dog, when you hear it or somebody plays it and you show up to hang out with them while they're listening to it, are you thinking about all those people that were involved? Do you think about your mom? What do you think about while you're listening to a track that you, how it
1: was created because things in your childhood create later later like songs later on so whatever happened in your childhood you can either take the good parts and take the and weave in the bad parts if you want it's still going to be beautiful beautiful music to somebody if not yourself to to everybody else so well, you're me all the interest, intricacies of what you, so I, i'm sorry let's get back on task what was your question again?
0: Oh, that's okay. Well, it goes along this, because this is a theme that we're now pursuing. So when you were, we've interviewed you before, and you're in one of our books, By Backstage By
1: the John Lennon keeps popping in, and then I was, and then I heard Imagine, and I just, my heart melted as he was singing, like just that whole song. And then I saw how, you know, it, hold on. he's like and i got offed like kicked out or you know shot he goes he goes my record <laughs> he goes he goes my record was broken i was out you yes. know that's when yeah. got the,
0: the disc yeah. well now people oh. aren't
1: many said there's a hard drive that's interesting
0: there's a hard yeah. drive with backups, yeah. with backups with backups of all yeah, of, all... Right. yeah of course
1: backups that live like in paul mccartney and ringo star all of his backups live everywhere
0: live everywhere as well as the akashic record you can always go to those backups those hard drives well people aren't aware that in backstage past the flip side we interviewed both john and elvis and there was an interesting connection between the two of these fellas and that was i'm john do you want i don't know if you remember what it what it was but we asked john what happened when he crossed over the first Thing that he saw or experienced and it was being on stage playing the song blue suede shoes yeah and and I remember as you accessed it you were saying well he's on a stage and he's suddenly in the middle of, of playing with an audience and and there's something to do with shoes and you look down and you could see that they were blue so Elvis we've talked to you about your journey when you crossed over w- at what point did you realize that you were on the flip side that everything was okay and that life goes on.
1: He said he was on the flip side for like the last two months of his life. He was traversing the flip side back and forth. Okay. So it wasn't any different. The difference is all the different people that he saw that were so like how people, Oh, that's interesting. Huh? You know how we, okay. You and I technically are in physical form here, right here. Sort of 2020. I know, sorry. So when he went there, he goes. It was. It's like being in physical form in their form, but not physical. Okay, it's energy. So he's. It was when he. I wrote, understand. It, it was. There's confusion when you're here. There's no confusion up there.
0: Your energy. Right. And when you got there, I remember you mentioned um, an artist. Not an artist. You because we asked you who was there to greet you. And you, I remember you said you were surprised because it was a friend of yours who um, I think he had appeared in one of your films or a couple of your films. And he was a close friend. And you mentioned, you know, what his role was in your life. And after the session, I looked him up and I found this guy who was super close to you. And then. You know, there was that thing of he wrote a book about you, and then that was a breakup, and so you guys didn't talk anymore. But you were surprised to see him there because you were seeing his higher self because he didn't pass away for another 10 years after you did. So it was that thing of saying, my close friend, but the, you're here, but you're still back there. So that was an un, unusual thing to explore. And I don't know, do you want to talk about that at all or... or or what it was like when you were on the flip side, Colonel Tom Parker. You talked was, about him. Oh, go ahead.
1: He said, I felt nothing but love.
0: Nothing but love.
1: And then he, he showed me Priscilla. He showed me. He showed me. Wow. He showed me like his life review, but it was everything that went right. He showed me a picture of Priscilla holding, you know, their daughter. Um, and then he showed me his. Oh my, He showed me his mom, he showed me his dad, and I don't know if his dad drank a lot, I'm not sure, but he showed me the crowds and how lonely he felt with the crowds, but how happy he felt when he was with his family. It's very interesting how he chased the wrong thing he said, but it was just understood. It wasn't something that was like, oh, you did this wrong, or you He's showing me that when you go over there, you're engulfed in love. And then you get shown your whole life review, but I'm trying to understand there is no good or bad. You're looking at it saying, wow, look at what I did from different perspectives. So like from the perception of somebody in the audience, you get to see him, he goes, I get to watch through their eyes, how I was. And then I get to see how I felt, you know, it was just, he says it was beyond what we can comprehend here. I've,
0: we've heard that before, that idea of being your your consciousness shifting from seeing yourself doing something, but also being the person that it was done to or whatever that experience was. So that's a lovely way to put it. Can you hold on one second? Hold on. Let's hold on one second. I'm sorry. Five, four, three, two, one. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, Elvis. But um, so I have a question for you. All right. Mr. E, I have a question for you about your journey. When you were planning your lifetime, going back to that life planning journey, did you, I mean, I've been to your home in Tupelo, Mississippi. It's a tiny home. And
1: he said, he said right away, he said, Priscilla was in charge of my legacy.
0: Priscilla was in charge of Graceland.
1: Um, but his legacy too—he just showed me being in and on stage, and then off. So he knew that um, he always knew it was going to be short-lived. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a fun ride, though. He wishes he could have spent more time with his family. That's just what gonna Have about.
0: you ever been back to that shotgun home you were born in in Tupelo, Mississippi?
1: Oh, I I'm a, I haunt it like I I'm a, like I scared. There's a people.
0: big sign out front. You know, it's tiny. Big sign out front. This is the home that Elvis was born in. So you do you do hang out there?
1: Um, occasionally. It's like it's entertaining.
0: Do you hang out at Graceland? Do you ever stop by there?
1: <laughs> Hold on. For tea. For tea. All right. He says they need to clean it. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Okay, I know it's a silly question. I know it is, but some people would like to know. Do you ever stop by here?
1: Well he says he says that he's in a lot of different places because they can hold on. They can be in a lot of different places at once. So their soul, like it's <laughs> that was really funny. That was really funny. He just showed me all of a sudden your soul breaking up as minions going to different places.
0: Or Santa. Santa can be in everywhere simultaneously, so why not? The Santa's deal. not
1: coming. Santa has COVID.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll go back to the minions. So,
1: told my kids that. I'm like, Santa's not <laughs> coming. Santa has
0: COVID. Oh, you Grinch. Um, so Elvis, that's a funny Im- image. Little minions dressed like Santa, but singing like Elvis, traversing the world. So what, what are you doing on the flip side that's fun?
1: He's helping people sing from their, from his, from their souls. And I'm like, are you doing that for people here or over there? And he goes, no, for people here, over there. Over there. Helping
0: them to sing. That's interesting. How do you do that?
1: Sing from their souls. From
0: their souls. Okay. Not just singing, but to sing from their souls. How do you do that? I don't know. (laughs) Ask him. (laughs) No. Yeah. Is it? Do you have to pick up a guitar and then strum or what is it? No. Is it a frequency thing?
1: He's showing me you, you go, it's, it's like similar to like branding someone, meaning that not physical branding, but saying, you know, reviewing their lives and what is their, what is the ongoing theme in their life?
0: Ongoing theme. That's beautiful.
1: For me, like for me, so for me, he's showing me here, yeah. either I'm mental, no, what I, you know, I'm, the, I have been doing this for all my lifetimes, some, form yeah. of
0: some form of br- breaking through to the other side. Right. Right. Um, um and because, jo- and so since John is around and, and available, John, do you want to weigh in and talk about what you're doing on the flip side and what kind of fun you're having? If you are, I assume you are, you seem like a fun guy.
1: He just shows me he's hanging out with Paul. I know Paul's still here, but he's like, he's, he's helping Paul with music.
0: And how do you do that? Do you, do you sort of.
1: So I, he says that he can hear him. Ah, it's so interesting. He's showing me like a heat, so like a heat sensor. When you're following your passion or when you're doing something that that um, elevates your human, elevates your human spirit, it shows a certain color and so when he sees that he knows that Paul's thinking about music and so he gives him he kind of like gives him um, surfs in there yeah, he surfs in there, whether he knows it or not it doesn't matter, but he'll put images that might trigger you know, a melody or a hymn or a song or whatever, or a chord. And he says, that's how Paul, you know, always writes his music. He just, there's nothing that he necessarily follows other than getting to, getting to his office or whatever, his studio, excuse me. Um, Hold on.
0: And do you do that with other people or, or just Paul or, or people around the planet?
1: Anyone who asks. Cool. he goes, fraction of 1.00001 believe that i'm there
0: well i've heard i've heard some people who claim you you know
1: you get shut you get shut off he goes you get shut you know shut down because if you don't believe it then he can't it doesn't work
0: well there's the inherent difficulty which is humanity thinking about everything in terms of human centric ideas
1: he's laughing because he goes well you guys definitely have a lot to think about
0: (laughs) but the idea that you know john is helping me write a song and then of course the people want to say written by me and john and so that they can sell it to millions of people as opposed to just sharing it with somebody you see what i'm saying so that's an inherent problem
1: yeah that's what they if they think That's not going to work. He says that doesn't work.
0: Okay. But people do do that. I have heard and met people over the course, you know, who claim, oh, I've written this with John. John came to me and, you know, I'm writing this song with him and they want to credit him for it. And I think
1: they still, it still came from, it still had to be in their energy field in order for them to get it.
0: I see. So so,
1: he says he he doesn't need the credit for it. So, and,
0: so we talked about Imagine, I think, the last time you showed up, you stopped by, and we talked about it being like a reflection of the flip side. You know, a place where there's no hierarchy and a place where you can imagine, whatever you imagine, you can construct it. Um, so are you playing with people over there the way Elvis is helping he people?
1: Told me, when I saw the word imagine, he said, imagine hope in humanity.
0: Oh, ah, interesting. So imagine hope in humanity as opposed to imagining the flip side. Imagine hope
1: in humanity.
0: In humanity. What does he mean by that?
1: Mean like working together. Not everybody not everything is bad. Not everything is, you know, especially with what we've been dealing with. There's been a lot of deaths as you know. Um hope is on the same, on the same um, frequency as gratitude or being grateful, and when you combine being hopeful, and you do it for being hopeful for others, and it kind of like is a ricocheting, like a a ripple effect—not ricocheting, a ripple effect—then you um, you're able to have it come back more. So if you're hopeful for humanity and feel and being grateful that humanity will ultimately be okay. You'll be able to have more hope within, I want to say.
0: Or faith, hope or faith.
1: That's the same frequency as well.
0: So I just want to point out that this idea that of hope in humanity and faith in humanity has shown up. I've been working on this book where interviews with Jesus And there was a comment that he made in something I filmed. You know, it was like a public talk and a medium was accessing him. And and she said that he was saying, don't have faith in me. Don't have faith in religions per se. Have faith in humans. Have faith in other humans. By having faith and courage to have faith and compassion in other humans, you elevate your spirit. You elevate everyone's spirit. Is that John? Is that what you're kind of talking about?
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: But I don't want to put words in your mouth like well, some people do.
1: I, I mean, it it was kind of what I was getting from him. So yeah,
0: based but, in humanity. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, beautiful. Um, and so this idea of you guys hanging out together somebody asked me recently like why are there only celebrities in your class what's going why is that and i pointed out well it's not and as you said we we started you said look people know who elvis is i know what he looks like but luana was somebody who you know started inviting her friends in and those friends know people so we can ask elvis uh because i didn't meet him i mean i know somebody that's related to john but but Elvis, well, how did you find your way into Loana's clipboard? Did you knock on her door or did she pull you in? how did that work? And- so my question is, Elvis, how did you f- find your way into this classroom? Did Loana knock on your door or did you stop by or somebody did you know somebody in class?
1: I knew somebody in class. He goes, I know everybody in class, but... I think John Lennon
0: invited yeah. him in. Yeah. And how did that work, John? How did you? I mean, did you sort of reach out frequency-wise and go check this out?
1: Oh, um, that's so interesting. So John just—it's not like they have to sit there and talk, because they don't—they don't talk like this, right? Yeah. It's almost as if John just put his hand out, and he can get all the information of everything that we've done all at once it's instantaneous
0: wow that's yeah. cool it's like having the whole, the whole every one of our you know we've been doing this for five or six years
1: having having one, a, it's having one download
0: one download and then and then you know like check this out and right. but i guess my question is why would this be of any value to people on the other side I mean I understand I, we've heard that it's of value but if you could put it in some words Elvis or John why it does this have value
1: Huh It has value because it will be listened to later on much later on you know later on down the road it's like their albums
0: story <laughs> of my career
1: We're making our own albums.
0: <laughs> well no one will listen to it. Somebody reached out to me the other day. was like, why don't you have like 8 billion people listening to your podcast? You know, and they were trying to help. And I said, you know, we've heard this before. We're making podcasts for somebody in the future. Some generational thing down the road where when people actually realize, and we started off talking about this, this method yeah. process of talking to the other side when people realize they can do it, they don't need Jennifer, they don't need me, certainly don't need me. No. Jennifer helps, that's a, you know, that would be like having a valuable tool, like having a jet plane or the greatest guitar ever played. That tool can help you get there. Right. But you have to make the choice to get there. You have to allow yourself that it's possible that your, Grandma's still there.
1: Your soul does.
0: Your soul does, and by soul you mean your conscious energy. Yeah, because you know it's a it's a term that people bandy about. Um, in based on the research, people claim that we bring about a third of our soul or our conscious energy of who we are to a lifetime. While we're here, the brain blocks that information, and but then people like Jennifer have a different view. They can see where we cannot. Or if you have a near death experience or do hypnotherapy or med- meditation, stuff like that, that's a way to act to bypass those filters.
1: Right.
0: Um, Elvis, John, anything you want to say, or Luana, anything you guys want to say about bypassing filters? How can we help people to bypass those filters to talk to you directly?
1: You have nothing to lose by just believing. So give it a shot. They're just saying, they—they thank you. They showed me the guy who did not believe and how he said it was too painful. And one of the things he wished that he- um,
0: Harry Dean Stan, by the way.
1: Yeah, Harry Dean. Which is that, you know, stop wasting all the time trying to prove yourself, like trying to fight with yourself. Just, if you just have an, give the opening. Doesn't mean you have to go full throttle but give the opening to receive information and don't discount it and see how that goes. You don't need validation from me. You don't need validation from anybody. You will, you will know if you're getting information, you will know if it resonates. You will know if you have a premonition, it'll get shown to you over and over again. Coincidences.
0: And we've talked about this and just, you know, it's our little Christmas gift, the holiday gift, Hanukkah gift, our gift gift. Aid. our gift to people, which is we've heard this from people on the other side that the way that you can communicate with your loved ones is to say their name. I always recommend take out a photograph because that helps.
1: Right.
0: Ask right. them questions. I recommend asking questions you don't know the answer to because then you don't have to worry about whether or not you're making it up. Like who was there to greet you when you crossed over. Keep asking questions. And when you get an answer, could be visual, could be a sound, could be a cookie falling in your lap. When you get an answer before you can ask the question, then you know you've made a connection.
1: And your answer could come in pictures. It can come in feelings. It doesn't have to be, you know, give yourself time to kind of understand. It's a language. So give yourself time on what language works better for you. If you're having a feeling, then... Say what it might, you know. Ask why do you feel this way? See what do you know what I mean? Like, because all immediately when I'm talking to the other side, I can get you can get smells, even some people just get senses. Um, but it not everybody hears it, not everybody sees it, not everybody feels it. If you actually have just a knowing where you just know in your gut, something's you know, how many times do you have oh my god, something bad's gonna happen, or and
0: somebody it, I know who's on the phone when they're calling me, yeah. Phone rings. I know who that is, and then you're like, well, "I knew it was you." I don't know how, but
1: and if you're in the shower, water's a conductor. So, so many, How many times when you're in the shower do you all of a sudden something something pops into your head? Right? Um, stop it! You're making me laugh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> More you than me, <laughs> but still. But I yes, I
1: it yourself. It might be a spirit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Could you not look while I'm in the shower? Thank you. Anyway, but yes, yes, that idea of opening yourself up to the possibility, not only that your loved ones still exist, but opening up to the possibility that you can bypass those filters so that you can get a message from them. And you just keep working at it. Now, Jennifer has said this many times. People are not going to give you bad messages. They're not going to give you that are helpful.
1: No one's coming in that's like it just doesn't happen no one's trying to trick you but also we'll do it for you
0: but also that you can get messages that are helpful to you and the idea to allow that the message that you get and even when you don't like the message let's say you don't like the image you can
1: that's another that's another thing that you have to be very careful of because if you're asking a question where you already have an attachment to it so let's say that you know um, you, you're like, do I go out on this, you know, do I go see this guy or do I, or should I break up with this guy? If you don't want to break up, you're not going to get a clear answer. Like, you're just not going to get a clear answer. If you don't have an attachment to it, you'll get a clear answer. You'll get a bad example.
0: And one example, we've asked people this often, who was there to greet you when you crossed over? And they'll say, you know, my grandfather, and people hearing it will go, "Oh, no, 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 he hated his grandfather. That would be the last person he would see, but she truthfully, once you're off stage and the costume's off and the props are gone, you don't see people like as, as you as they were. You see right. them for who they are. Right. and all right, so I, I, you know I don't want to so Elvis who were you surprised to see on the flip side that wasn't who you imagined they were, but somebody, somebody else? I mean, you mentioned this about Colonel Parker His
1: manager.
0: That's, that's that's him, Tom Parker.
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I was, it's funny. He would say that. So tell us about that. What was that like for you when you saw him on the flip side and realized that he had a more spiritual part of your life?
1: I thanked him. We both thanked each other. We both had enormous lessons to learn from each other. And we gave each other the opportunity, no pun intended, of a lifetime, to learn what it was like to be betrayed, what it was like to feel like somebody stole, or to feel rejected, to feel hurt. He goes, there was a whole list <laughs> that we checkmarked everything greed check mark stealing somebody's girl check mark um i don't know this i don't yeah oh you're frozen. i have no idea about his manager but i'm just saying he's just so funny he's just like yeah anything that i wanted to learn i got you check mark
0: very interesting last night tom hanks was talking about the role he's playing tom hanks is playing that role in a movie in australia right now
1: yeah
0: no it's true and he was on, uh, I think it was Colbert, and he was saying how this was a very complicated guy. He was a shyster and a con man and all this other stuff.
1: I had no idea about any of this. You just wouldn't. so everybody knows. Um, but that's it's interesting that Elvis is saying that. But It he, is. because He showed, he showed me that Bond, though, when he saw him, they both just started laughing, this immense love, crying, this, like, you know... They both, but they both agree. They're like, "Oh my God, we made, we checked." They, they both t- took their lists out of what they had to learn, and they both gave each other the biggest. You know, they both got A pluses in how they did for what they were supposed to do in this lifetime to each other. And he said, "Nobody else is going to play that role. We found, we found each other, and we've been doing this, and we've learned." He goes. He goes thank god he goes next time i'm on a beach somewhere with nobody knowing who i am <laughs> you know
0: well and, it was interesting because tom mentioned that priscilla came over to visit uh him and rita wilson came and stayed and here he is playing parker and he thought that might be problematic because they, he knew how much of a con man kind of guy he was <laughs> And Priscilla said, "No, no, no. We loved him. We loved how he took care of us. We really appreciated him." So that Tom was shocked to hear that, and that was last night on the Colbert, uh, whatever his show was called, Late Night with Colbert. He talked about that, this acknowledgement, and I had never heard that before. And and now we're hearing it from Elvis himself that his relationship with Parker was pre-planned, was,
1: and it was that's so So that is it okay so the whole connection goes back to what you saw last night because he said in the beginning of this it was something that happened last night and then she says surprise and you didn't put it together
0: <laughs> i didn't i did not put it together because you know yeah. i'm watching tom who at the, his head is shaved so he could wear the different wigs and stuff very funny guy you know um just talking about playing this role and it, i didn't make the connection and then 2 or 3 hours later I'm in mid sleep going. So who's coming by tomorrow and then she said it's a surprise.
1: I love that they made it a surprise but it all came almost to the almost to the time. It came all the way back.
0: All the way back. So Elvis what can we say? Dude, we appreciate you. Go ahead. What do you want to every, say?
1: Every relationship treated as a sacred one because every single Relationship of hurt, of pain, of bliss, of joy is something that's being marked off for your ability of your soul to progress. It's like the more that you take of all those emotions throughout your life, the more that you get to evolve into other things because you've already had that.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And John, love, love, thank you for bringing Elvis to visit with us. Anything you would like to say? Joy to the world in terms of the holiday. Happy Christmas.
1: Make your own music.
0: Make your own music. And Luana? And, and
1: and make it loud.
0: I'm sorry. I interrupted John. Make your own music and make it loud. All right. I know you're shortening it. And? and Lou anything you want to say to your fans and friends and family
1: she said she's waiting patiently for some I understand but to enjoy every second you have here.
0: we're trying love you all happy holidays happy Christmas Merry Christmas we might see you next week it depends on Santa (laughs)
1: all right
0: all right love you love love